Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Welcome to Season 2 of The Next Great Podcast. iHeartRadio and Tongle have once again teamed up to bring you another round of amazing and unique voices. We're excited to share these 10 incredible podcasts with you and need your help crowning the winner. Check out the pilots and be sure to vote for your favorite at nextgreatpodcast.com. Today's entry is The Murderesses of Cook County Jail, and it comes from Muganwa Zeko and Lisa Charlotte. While pretty much everyone knows the musical Chicago, we love the way Lulu and Lisa shed new light on the story. This podcast uses the allure of the glamorous, slick world of Chicago to tell a thrilling story that doubles as a deep examination of race, class, and gender in the 1920s. As trained media professionals and Chicago superfans, this podcast is well-researched and delivered in a way that's both intriguing and informative. We're Lungoy and Lisa from New York via Zambia and Australia, and you're listening to the pilot of the Murderesses of Cook County Jail podcast as part of the Next Great Podcast 2021 competition from iHeartRadio and Tongle. Chicago is the longest-running musical revival and the longest-running American musical in Broadway history, and the 2002 film adaptation won six Academy Awards. But did you know the characters were based on real women? I'm Lungo Ezeko. And I'm Lisa Charlotte, and welcome to the first episode of The Murderesses Podcast. Each episode will take a deep dive into the real-life stories of the women of Murderesses Row, from Sabella Nitti, the first woman sentenced to death in Chicago, to the real-life Velma Kelly and Roxy Hart. This first episode, we're going to be setting the scene in 1920 Chicago. But to start, Lungawe, what is your Chicago story? Ah, my Chicago story. Gotta admit, Catherine Zeta-Jones was kind of the catalyst to get me to the Chicago space. She was my gateway drug and a good one at that. I saw in Zorro and I'm like, oh, she's incredible. She can do 
anything and that she did all the choreography in chicago I was like so girl good. you better velma and just the aesthetic and just the the sassiness like she, she was serving face. face she gives great face but what is your chicago story lisa well i feel like chicago has kind of always been there for me it's one of those musicals that i can't remember not knowing so i'm a singer which makes it you know chicago is very fun to sing i did record myself circa 2003 singing all that jazz and my own backup vocals. Okay. So baby Lisa really doing the most. I mean, there. she brought it. She did. <laughs> <laughs> and I also performed Cell Block Tango. Okay. In my senior year, we had six singers in my class. One of them was Hungarian, basically made for us. Ideal. Danced on a chair in fishnet stockings. As you do. As a 16-year-old. Yep. <laughs> totally messed up my American accent on the word arsenic. Ah. Arsenic. I did a perfect American accent and then at the end it was like, you know, some men just can't hold their arsenic. I said can't as well. I was like, Lisa, <laughs> you, you had it. You had it. One job, babe. You got it. <laughs> so, you know, lots of, lots of fun Chicago stories over here. I thought it might be fun to throw in a little Chicago musical fact at the beginning of our episode, seeing as we are both fans of the show. So unfortunately, this is never something that we can witness, but apparently Usher was in the Broadway show in 2006, I think. Usher? Usher. Usher was in Broadway, Chicago. Okay. He played Billy Flynn. (laughs) There is one video I found online and he is just ecstatic. He looks like he's just had all his dreams come true playing Billy Flynn. I just wish I could go back in time and watch that. Oh, that razzle-dazzle. I that know. That is so cute. <laughs> It'll never be the same. It won't. It really won't. But I mean, hey, he's got the range. Yeah. I'm here for it. I mean, I like it. Diversifying that portfolio. The early 2000s was an Usher moment. It was. He was all over the place do in the best way. Do anything he wanted. And what did he want to do? Play Billy Flynn on Broadway. Because that's on the bucket list. You yeah, know, apparently. you got to... <laughs> I'm here for it. Usher on Broadway, a must-see. Definitely going to be doing a lot of research on that after this. But in this first episode, we're setting the scene for what life was like for women in the 1920s in Chicago and the United States more broadly. So let's picture this windy city. You got Chicago, a big American city, most open to change, a cultural hub from the 1890s to the 1920s, attracting a lot of artists and writers, and they were fleeing fleeing the rest of the Midwest. I mean, things were happening in the Midwest. No, like, yeah, no shade to the Midwest. <laughs> no shade at all, but it was the time. Now, I think this was the first northern city to embrace the jazz. All of the jazz. All that jazz? All that jazz. Oh. I like what you did there, babe. I'm here for it. And of course, it became the headquarters of bootlegging, especially gin. We love gin. Another important thing about the 1920s for women such as us August 18th, 1920, all American women won the right to vote and over 8 million women voted in the November elections that year. So that's pretty exciting. Of course, the suffragettes were focused on specific women. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yep. We're just just going to touch on it. We're We're not going to go into it. We don't have a lot of time. (laughs) I think we all know which women they were focused on. We'll just just keep it there for Mm -hmm. now. But I mean... I mean, to be fair, but most of this freedom was largely elusive and, you know, like you said, reserved for a very select group of women. So it was often inaccessible to women of color, older women and poor women. And an important note to make, life for any women who were living in rural areas was a bit stagnant and domestic. So, yes. So while women were moving to cities and joining the workforce, 
They were still doing all the housework too, of course. Mm. But in 1920, only 51% of Americans lived in cities as opposed to now where 83% of people in America live in cities, which is a wild fact that I only learned while researching this episode. What a... What a trip. What a time. (laughs) And cities had some really cool things like co-ed facilities. (gasps) They had dance halls, cabarets, speakeasies, all kind of co-ed, which is pretty exciting back in the day. Scandalous. I love (laughs) it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to bring some spring vibes indoors? Bare Premium Plus Paint is here to make it happen, and it's starting at only $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. Picture your kitchen coming to life by adding a pop of blue with the bare exclusive color Arrowhead Lake. And let's not forget your living room. Picture it drenched in the lush, verdant tones of Amazon jungle, breathing new life into your space with every glance. Head into your bathroom and let the cool breeze of sea glass wash away all your stress. And when the morning sun peeks through your bedroom window, Feel the warmth and comfort of a spring sunrise with shades like coral cloud and dark crimson. Whatever your inspiration, start your spring with a durable finish that resists dirt and grime to last all season. And let your creativity bloom with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. And of course, when it came to the work zone that women were in, we're thinking like towards the end of the 1920s, you know, 1929, a lot of women were getting work, but most of them were very like feminine roles. So just think store clerks, nursing, teaching, like 
Are they feminine roles or are they just roles that women do that we call feminine? There we go. Talk <laughs> about it. Again, let's table that discussion for another time. Yeah. And speaking of conversations to be tabled for another time, <laughs> the average weekly wage for men in 1927 was $29.35, which is about half of the cost of brunch. <laughs> and for women, it was $17.34, which is about 60 cents on the dollar. So what I'm taking away here is that in 100 years, we've made 10 cents more on the dollar. So I guess we can look forward to equality in another 300 years. Give or take, yep. Wage equality, maybe. If we keep going at this pace. What a time. <laughs> what a time to be alive. <laughs> For sure. But of course, with the earning and consuming, more women did start participating in individual pleasure, you know, with things like radio and TV. I and thought you were going somewhere else then. Well, you know, we could mm. go in cars. I was going towards... <laughs> You know, just to broaden their freedom a bit. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> Which also changed their relationships between men and women. Mm. Gave women a bit of a higher expectation of what their husbands might do. It changed the morality around sexuality. Again, the rich white ladies had access to birth control, so that changed family dynamics for those women. The rise of urbanism also gave rise to a more vibrant gay culture, which was good for the sexual freedom element, but was bad because the women that had kind of like just been unmarried and lived with their best friend and maybe had a cat called Sappho, they became more scrutinized. And so these same-sex relationships, which were kind of under the radar before, people kind of figured out that they were maybe more than just friends and roommates. And so that wasn't as as good of an outcome as the increased visibility. With visibility comes scrutiny. Yeah, it's kind of part of the uh, catalyst of life, I guess. There was kind of a sense of containment, though, because almost all women still ended up marrying. And most of them quitting their jobs once they got married. Well, I mean... It's a whole setup. It's a whole setup. Yeah. But let's stop talking about that. <laughs> let's talk about this more fun stuff. Ooh. Like the aesthetic. Yes. So we have the flapper, the bob hairstyle, which I'm sorry, Catherine Zeta-Jones, not the best hairstyle uh-huh. for your face. She's beautiful. We know she's beautiful. It did nothing it for did her. It did nothing for her. Cigarettes, alcohol, lipstick, short skirts. It's amazing. It sounds great. Surrounded by male suitors. It just seems like a great Saturday night out, honestly. I mean, the entire setup. Just works for me. Mm-hmm. I think 1923 uh, Coco Chanel, you know, she introduced the garçon look, you know, with the high hemlines and sleeveless tops and lighter undergarments, eliminating the corset or anything very tight or constricting around the waist. I mean, similar to what we've done in these roaring 20s. Yes. We have eliminated tight things around the waist. <laughs> Nobody has time for that in a post-pandemic life. At all. And just think of that aesthetic, the mindset, the attitude. The focus was a bit more, you know, young, reckless, Fast talking, not attached to one particular man. All these things sound great. (laughs) And of course, this is all written by, you know, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Think Gatsby and all of that drama with the parties or Sinclair Lewis. Like that was the setup for a lot of different activities to happen. It sounds like a great time. Yeah. One thing I'm not so crazy about Mm -hmm. is the fact that there was prohibition at this time. And these guys were like, you know what? We'll ban alcohol. It'll make people behave. Sure. It'll create more temperate societies. And you know what it did? It just got people to be more creative about how to get alcohol. Because you know what? People are going to get that shit anyway. You may as well make tax dollars off of it. We had bootlegging. We had speakeasies. We had smuggling. We had private liquor production, which is dangerous as hell. (laughs) And Al Capone's out here earning $60 million a year from this. I mean, I mean, he found he saw an opportunity and he ran with it. It was a lucrative business. I mean, okay, so prohibition came into question around the time of the Great Depression. Of course, we're so, drunk. 
<laughs> there were a lot of things going on. I mean, it was a full swing, 1930s. Like, things were getting chaotic. It did create a lot of jobs, but you knew it was a bad idea as soon as FDR ran for president in 1932 and his platform included ending prohibition. Like, he saw. Yeah, he was like, we can make tax money from this. Yes. We can create jobs with this. Yes. And we'll be drunk. Yes. Which would be way more fun in a depression. <laughs> It just all adds up. Let's go. (laughs) And of course, by like 1933, you know, 21st Amendment to repeal the 18th and all states ended the ban by 1966. So some were enforcing it till 1966. Sucks to be those states, really. (laughs) What are y'all doing? Uh, So many restrictions. Well, I feel like we've effectively set our scene here. So in our second episode, we're going to continue this story. We're going to discuss the real-life murderesses row, which actually existed. This is the background to that. You've got these lawless women out here. They're dancing, they're drinking, they're smoking, they're wearing short skirts. And, of course, naturally murder happens next. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode. We would like to say a big thank you to Jacob Johnson, Thea Smith, and Ellie Brigida for their assistance in bringing you this pilot. Yeah, there's so much more to discuss in this season, like Maureen Dallas Watkins, the woman who covered the women of Murderous's Row. Now, she wrote the original story that the movie Chicago was based on. Which Fosse tried to buy for years, and she refused her entire life. And he only was able to buy the rights after her death. I mean, the disrespect. It is a dick move. I mean, dude. It is a dick move. But hey, we'll also discuss how these events shape the judicial system in the U.S. And of course, get into the real stories behind the women in the movie. So much to look forward to. So much. And if you're dying, get it, to learn more about the murderesses of Cook County Jail, please vote for us to be iHeartRadio's next great podcast. Hi, this is Sienna. And Liana. From Tossed Popcorn, last year's winner of the Next Great Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and be sure to go vote for your favorite at nextgreatpodcast.com. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code Gabby2024 for 20% off your first order.